thank you so much for joining Christ-Centered Identity. So excited for this message. It's talking about leaving the devil on red. He's talking, but I ain't listening. He's always saying something, but I'm telling him to be quiet because I only listen to one voice, and the stranger's voice I shall not follow. Enjoy this message and share it with your friends. Miracle-working God, and he never stops doing things. The only thing that stops is us pulling on his supernatural nature and his miracle-working power and bringing it down. The Bible says you, like, we live from, from like, like on earth as it is in heaven. We bring heaven down to earth right where we're at. So right now in the name of Jesus, I just is there any pain in your, in your feet right now at all? No pain? So is it, is it uncomfortable? Do you feel anything at all that we can like kind of gauge at all? So what do you feel right now? They don't want to stay flat? Thank you, Jesus. Come on. You guys, stretch your hands out. The miracle working power of God is in this room. Father, right now, I just pray and I, and I speak over the arches of her feet to be recreated right now in Jesus' name. All the muscles and ligaments come into alignment right now. Everybody say this with me. Say, God, God. Create, create a miracle. Because a you're, you're a miracle working God. Working God. Arches. Now, now, in Jesus' name. Do you think if you looked at it, you, you could tell if it was different? Your feet don't want to stay flat. So you can't put them flat. So do you feel like an arch in your foot now? Seriously? Is it still moving? Do you still feel? What do you feel in your feet? Do you feel like warmth, tingling, or any kind of like sensation at all? Kind of wants to move. Okay, good. All right, hold. Everybody, stretch your hands. Holy Spirit. (laughs) I love you guys. You're amazing. Say, Holy Spirit. Set her feet on fire. To preach the gospel. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, all muscles and ligaments just do what Jesus tells it right now, which is create an arch. Right now, in Jesus' name. If you looked at it, would it do you think it'll look different? Let's check it out. <laughs> It won't go flat. Come on, guys. Give Jesus a hand praise right now. I think he deserves a bigger, louder hand praise than that. Like, not a golf clap. Come on. Come on. So good. So good. Yeah. That's amazing. Where's he at now? We'll pray for him. Just Come on. I believe it. I believe it. Awesome. All right, y'all. You guys ready to receive the word from the from from God right now? I have a word that uh, I'm so excited to share with you guys, and I believe that God is in this room. I don't know about you guys, but like I get excited before service tonight. I was worshiping here for probably about two hours by myself, just just worshiping Jesus, just getting alone with God and and getting my whole spirit filled up. If you haven't noticed, I'm, I might be a little more fired up than usual. Because God is in this room. And when God gets in the room, like, I get really excited. Like, here's the thing. The Bible says that he never leaves us nor forsakes us. But what happens is this, is our attention sometimes is so bogged down by life and by things that we don't notice his presence that's here. Like, God always wants to work miracles through you and do miracle signs and wonders through your life. But sometimes, because life is, is so busy and chaotic, all you can see is busy and chaotic. And you can't see the hand of God. Can you guys agree that sometimes life feels like it's overwhelming? Sometimes it feels like it's crushing. Sometimes it feels like I got so much stuff to do. How many of you guys would say, I'm so busy I can't read my Bible? Do you, you know like nine times out of ten that I, that's the answer I get when I say, do you read your Bible? I get, I'm too busy to read my Bible. I'm like, wow. 
So, like, everything else you do is, is more important than hearing from the God that created you? Uh-oh. <laughs> everything else is so much more important than to know who you eternally are in Jesus. Right? How, do you guys know that, that when you guys hear, hear God's voice through His Word, you actually get to know the God that created you so you actually, the Bible says this, that, that, that my, my, my kids or my, my, my people, they know my voice and the stranger's voice they will not follow. How many of you guys know like when you're in the community, you're in the public, when you're, when you're a little kid and you're in the playground, when your mom said your name, what did you do? Away or towards her? I'm just joking. <laughs> Most of the time you're supposed to run towards her, right? And so if, if my mom said my name in public, I don't care if we were like in Disneyland or like some crowded place. I knew my mom's voice. Why? Because I knew my mom. When you know God and you know him so deeply and intimately, when he speaks to you because you're his kid, because you're his son or his daughter, it's like, yes. Yes. Exactly. You get excited. Why? Why? Because you understand that the God of the universe, the one that said, let there be light, the one that put the stars in the sky, the one that made the mountains and the, and the trees and all the beautiful scenery we can see every day, the one that created all that is speaking directly to your heart. I want to tell you that when I read God's Word, when I ask the Holy Spirit to help me, what happens is this, is I feel like my heart is being reshaped and recreated because His words are creative. How do I know His words are creative? Because He spoke and then it was. When He said, let there be light, there was... When He said, let us make mankind in our likeness and our image out of the dust of the earth, there was what? There was Adam. There was man, right? Then he said, let, let, me, let me put Adam into a deep sleep and let me pull his, his, his helpmate, his spouse, from his side, his rib, and he made who? Eve. Right? So he spoke it, and then what happened? It was created. When you read the creative Word of God, He allow His Word to create His reality in you so you have a whole new narrative and a way to see life, and you're not looking from the, the outside lens. That's why the Bible says... Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How many of you guys have a very strong mind? How many strong-minded people do we have here? Strong-willed? Everybody's hands are up, right? <laughs> Alright, so I want to talk to you guys about the stranger's voice tonight. He's always talking, but I ain't listening. I'm leaving the devil on red. I'm leaving the devil on red. He's, he's sending me messages, but I'm like, no, I ain't going to open that one. I ain't even going to look at it. I ain't going to entertain it. I'm going to leave the devil on red. How many of you guys say, say what we say, I'm going to leave the devil on red. See, he's always talking, but I ain't listening. Say, he's always talking, but I ain't listening. Say, he's always talking. But I ain't listening. So I want you guys to understand that it's so important to know the voice of God. It's so important to know His voice because His voice is what gives you direction. His voice is what shapes you as an individual. His voice is what speaks His purposes over you. Why? Because He's a good Father. And the purpose of a Father is this. is to create identity, to protect you, and to provide for you. So when His Father speaks over His kids... He speaks identity over them. Like when my kids were little, I would say, Rice's, let's go. Because my last name is Rice. And they go, okay, Papa. Right? They listen to me, right? They call me Papa. I love that. That's my favorite, favorite name that I have of all names is Papa. And so, so they, when I said, Rice's, let's go, they'd, whoop. They'd start walking. Why? Why? Because they knew that I was not messing around. When I say, let's do something, as Father, guess what? We're going to do it. Preach. <laughs> right? We're about to do it, right? And so, so I would say something, and they would do it. And so then they would behave certain ways, and I would say, huh, that's interesting. I don't know that I really agree with that behavior, because that's not how rices behave. Because rices behave like this. They love people. They love God. They always aim to do the right thing, because they want God to be pleased with who they are as individuals. They want God to be honored through their behavior, and so they would consider their relationship with God when they would make decisions that they would make. 
people they hang out with, things that they would do, things that they look on the internet, all the things that they would do in life, they would they would they would make themselves like surrounded by the nature of who God says they are so they could do what God's called them to do. And my son right now, I, like half the time when he speaks, I'm like, how old are you? No, he's he's only sixteen. But I hear I hear a sound in him. And this sound is a sound of wisdom. And this sound is a sound of somebody that's gotten in their word, that's somebody that's gotten alone with God, somebody that's developing that's developing a relationship with God on a daily basis and speaks from a place of a relationship with God. Sometimes when he talks to me, I'm like, wow, you're really ministering to me right now. As, as his father, I get to hear this, my 16-year-old son talk about Jesus, and it inspires me to love Jesus more. I love that. I love that. Now, he's not perfect. Believe me, he's not perfect. He's got his issues, right? But he loves Jesus, and he's going after him on a daily basis. Him and I talk about everything. Everything. Right? Like, hey, how was your internet usage today? It was great. That's what I like to hear. What did you look at? Oh, nothing inappropriate. That's my dude. Right? And, and so I know that because guess what? I have apps on my phone that can see everything that he sees. So so we ain't playing games in my house. Like you ain't gonna get away with something like like and, and the thing is 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 since I would I, I found that stuff out when I was like eight years old. I know exactly what goes on in behaviors and mannerisms that people display when they're having internal conflict in their heart when they're looking at things they shouldn't look at. Yeah, everybody's like, uh-oh. <laughs> right? It happens. But here's the thing. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9, it says this. Be alert and sober mind. What does that mean? It means be awake. It means be awake. It means be alert. It means be alert. It means like on the ready, right? When you're getting ready to, 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 to fight or go to battle or when you're getting ready to do stuff, you have to be alert, right? It says this, be alert and of sober mind because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And everybody say this, say this, say, I'm not, I'm not. the poor sucker, the poor sucker. Listening to the liar. Listen to the liar. So I'm not. That poor sucker that's listening to that liar. Because the devil's speaking. Come on, say the devil's speaking, but I ain't listening. So, so here's the thing. He is always prowling around like a roaring lion. Now, let me ask you guys this. If we, were, if we were in this room, we're all just chilling and hanging out, vibing, just having a good time. All of a sudden, a full-fledged lion walked in the room. What would you do? I guarantee you there will be lots of little puddles underneath you guys where you're sitting. Like, like that would probably happen. Like, freak out. Oh, my gosh. What am I going to do? Like, how do I get out of this situation? Where do I go? Where do I run? What would happen? You would go in fight or flight, and you would try to get the heck out of here. But guess what? As soon as you start running, guess what he's going to do? You're going to be a fun little game. It's called chase. And then it's called dinner. <laughs> Right? And so, so, so the, the, the lion is, it says this, but that, that's a real lion. That's a real lion, right? That's a, if we saw a real lion, we would be really freaked out. Now, check this out. It says this He prowls around like a lion. So the devil is good at deceiving, right? He's good at making himself look worse or, or more intimidating than he really is. So what happens is this, is life happens, situations situation you face happen, and what happens is this, is these situations and these things that you face that are hard to face as a human being, whatever it may be, maybe it's problems at home, maybe it's problems in your, in your, in your parents, maybe it's personal addictions, maybe it's things you're dealing with on, on, your, on your own, maybe it's, it's suicidal thoughts, and uh, uh, um, anorexia, maybe it's uh, anxiety, maybe it's it's bulimia, maybe it's any one of these things that's causing you to have bad self-image and not see who you really are in Christ Jesus. Maybe it's any one of this, the slew of things that we think about when no one else is around because life gets hard and we feel pressure from life and, and then through that pressure of life we react to it. Sometimes we react to it in a way that causes us to, to go inward into ourselves and then counter ourselves to try to get out of it. But we can't do that. How many of you guys are strong enough in yourself to overcome your worst temptation? 
I'm not. And none of us, they, there you go, none of us, none of us are strong enough. But that's the power of the cross. That's the power of, the Je of Jesus that went to the cross to give us the strength to join in union with us together so that when we face many trials and tribulations, we count it all joy because we know Christ Jesus is with us. He lives in our situation. How many of you guys know that God is not afraid of your mess? He's not afraid of your situation. He's not afraid of the biggest bully you face at school or on social media. He's not afraid of any of that stuff. That He is a God that's always on your side. He's always willing to step in on your behalf. But we have to be willing to listen to His voice. Right? And so it says this, The devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. But I'm not going to be the poor sucker. This, this is my version right here. But I'm not going to be the poor sucker that's willing to listen to him. The Bible says this, resist him by standing firm in, the, in your faith because you know that, that the family of believers throughout the world are facing the same kind of thing. Guess what? Look at your neighbor and say, I know you're going through it too. Look at your other neighbor and say, I know you're going through it too. Right? So, so here's the thing. None of us, none of us, not one of us, how many of you guys have issues in life? Raise your hand. Come on, if your hand's not up, your, your issue is you're a liar. All of us have issues in life, right? All of us have some sort of thing that we're facing on a daily basis and something that we're going through. But, but here's the thing, we've given our lives to Jesus and as we face these issues in life, we lean not on our own understanding, but in all of our ways we trust in who? Come on, there you go. So, so, so we resist by doing what? By standing firm in our faith in Jesus. We stand firm in Jesus Christ so that we can do what He wants us to do. We can live in the, in, in the success that He has set out for us to live in. We don't have to go through, like, like here's, here's how I look at it. I look at it like, like this. Many of the things that we face on a natural basis are illusions of, a real, of, a, of an alternate reality. You're looking at me like, what are you talking about, weirdo? Well, let me help you. <laughs> So the alternate reality, the Bible says, do not be conformed to this what? World. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind through the washing of the Word of God. So if you're so overwhelmed by the things of this world, you're not transformed by the Word of God. Let me ask you this. Who gave you the emotions that you feel on a daily basis? Really? Think so. The emotions that you face on a daily basis, who gave you those emotions? Okay. How about this? How about those emotions didn't exist until man had sin enter the world? So the emotions that you face on a daily basis, the one that we make king chief in our life, are not from God. Because God created us to be secure, at rest, at peace in Him. When we are not secure, at rest, and at peace in Him, we are trying to find security in other things. So our emotions are not really from God. Our emotions came because the fall of man entered. Because what happens is this. They ate the fruit, and then what did they do? They ran, they hid, because why? They were ashamed. Were they ever ashamed before they ate the fruit? Were they ever in doubt of their relationship with God before they ever ate the fruit? Were they ever, did they ever feel like neglected? Did they ever feel like bad? Did they ever feel convicted or, or broken or, or like they did something wrong until they ate the fruit? No. All of those emotions and all of those things happened after they ate the fruit of, of knowledge of good and evil. So here's the thing. How do you process through these emotions? With Jesus. And you die to yourself and you come alive in Christ. So if your emotional state is, is, is running your life, dude, Jesus, I need your help. Jesus, I, I don't have this. I feel anxiety on a daily basis. I don't want this anxiety. It's not from you. If it's not from you, it's from someone else. And he's like a roaring lion. He's not actually a lion. He's actually a liar. He's not a lion. He's a liar. And his lies are speaking to me on a daily basis. And I don't want to have any part of any one of those lies because I am not the poor sucker that's going to listen to his lies. You have to take authority in Christ Jesus through your faith in God. 
Now, are emotions bad? No. But they tell you, I need to be more dependent on Jesus. I need to be more dependent on Him. And allow Him to teach me. Allow Him to show me. Allow Him to shape me. Now, I'm not telling you guys don't have feelings. I'm not telling you not, not to have emotions. They're all good. But don't let them run your life. Because I'm going to leave the devil on red. He's talking, but I ain't listening. So how do you resist the devil? How do you resist him speaking to you? Huh? Connect with Jesus? Yes. Right? It says this. In James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, it says, Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Step one is what? What? Submit. How many of you guys love that word? Hey, submit. <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> right? Our flesh, our, our person does not like to submit. Why does it like to submit? Because we want to be in control. How many guys want to be in control? How many control freaks we got in here? Yeah, my hand's up too. Right? And so, so I have to constantly say, God, I, I, okay, I, I, I got to let up. I got to let up, Lord. Jesus, take the wheel. Right? I got to let up. Right? I got to give him the wheel. And so, so submit yourselves to God. Su submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to... Point, grab your finger. Point yourself. Say me. God will come near to... Come on, come on. Me. It only, but he only comes near to me. He only comes near to me if I submit to who? But if I don't submit my heart to him, then what am I doing? I'm actually resisting him and not the devil. And then I leave myself wide open for attacks. I leave myself wide open for the devil to have his little play, like, like, like a full playing field of, of my life. Like here, just, just mess with me, mess with my emotions, mess with my, 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 my mental health, mess with me, mess with my image, mess, mess with myself, my self-talk. Mess with everything about me. Mess with, with all the things that I'm messing around with, with my friends. Whether that's, whether that's Ouija boards or, or satanic stuff or listening to in, improper music or, or whatever it may be. Like, like mess with me in all these different ways that I start to let all these other influences in my life because I'm not listening to who? God. <laughs> so, so, so our first step is what? Submit. And then, after we submit, what then what do we do? Resist. But I want to tell you, your resisting is not in your ability to strong-arm the devil. Your resisting is in your submission to God. Because once your heart is fully submitted to God, He has no place in you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Like a house for God to hang out in. Like your life, your body, your soul is a temple for the Holy Spirit to hang out in. And, and, and it's like this. Like I give Jesus every room in my house. This. All of this is His. So when Satan comes to tempt me to steal, kill, and destroy, I look at him and say, uh, you don't have a room here. Nah. <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> I'm leaving you on red. So wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. So what does double-minded mean? What does double-minded mean? Oh, I, what does double-minded mean? What do you think double-minded means? It means double-minded, right? It means you're thinking you have two different ways of being, right? I'm so into all the things of this world and trying to fit in and trying to make it all cool and have me a wonderful, but then I'm over here and I'm trying to be godly and Christian and like, I love Jesus, man, you know what I'm saying? And I love Jesus. And I'm over here and I'm like, I'm like, Huh? No? Can't relate? Or can you? Because I could back in the day. I was always playing the church game. I was, I was, I was, bless God, hallelujah, praise the Lord, amen, brother, come on, let, let, you better preach that word, come on, preach, preach up. Oh man, I read this scripture today. It was so wonderful. It was so beautiful. I loved it. Da, 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 so on and so forth. And then later on that night, I'm by myself and I'm looking at stuff on the internet that I shouldn't look at. 
You think I don't know what temptation looks like? Raised in a Christian home, I know better. But then I learned how to turn the fan blowing outside my window so I could smoke a little, and my parents wouldn't smell it. You think I don't know the games? For breeze, no. <laughs> Knock it off. Here's what I'm trying to say. Here's what I'm trying to say. Jesus wants everything of who you are. He didn't pay for part of you. He didn't pay for just a little bit. That's like going to the store to buy a pair of shoes and you only go walk out with one. That would be really uncomfortable. Walking around with one. <laughs> look, like, look like a zombie walking around. Like, like, like that's like going to the store and buying, buying a, a, a full-blown outfit. Like you've got the Nike fit on. You've got, you got the pants. You've got the shirt. With me, it would be Adidas. But you've got, you got the fit on. It's all looking fresh, all looking fly. And you walk out and you only, you only grab like the one sock. And you're walking out with just that one sock on. Like, yeah, my right foot is so warm right now. <laughs> Jesus paid for all of you. So give him all of you. Don't give him part of you. Don't give him just a, just a percentage of you. Give him all of you. Now, it's not, it doesn't happen all at once. It happens day by day. Because the Bible says to take up your cross daily and follow after him. That his mercies are new each day. Why are his mercies new? Because we need mercy, uh, the mercy of God to walk with Jesus. It's a dependent upon him lifestyle. When you start depending on you, you're not depending on him. Whoa. Did that just blow your mind? Because it blew mine. <laughs> So in, the in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 15 through 17, it says this, Is the perfect father of every father and child in heaven and on earth, and I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural uh, strength floods your innermost being with a divine might and explosive power. You guys, I'm telling you guys this, the Holy Spirit is the power of God. The Holy Spirit is the power of God. When you're reading your Bible, you say, Holy Spirit, help me. I want to see what you see. He is the wisdom of God. He brings the truth of the Word of God to you. Because you cannot decipher the Word of God on your own. If you start to understand the Word of God on your own, you'll get it so twisted and backwards, and you'll walk around thinking you know all this stuff, and then you'll be arguing with people about Scripture and that you're right and they're wrong, and they don't know Jesus, and you know Jesus, and, and you're like telling them that this and that, and they're going to hell, and, and you're just arguing with people, and you're all religious and whacked out. Because the Holy Spirit, what He does is the Holy Spirit softens your heart to hear the truth of the Word, and the truth of the Word starts to shape and change you on the inside. The Bible says this, that when the earth was being created, the Holy Spirit was hovering the earth. He was hovering the earth. Why was He hovering the earth? Because He was doing the work for God. Just like now. The Holy Spirit, when Jesus died and was resurrected and ascended to the Father, on 50 days later, on the night of Pentecost, He sent the Holy Spirit to reside on the inside of each one of us. And because the Holy Spirit resides on the inside of you, you now have the ability to do everything that God said that you can do. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to strive. You can completely rest in Him. Come on. You can rest in Jesus. Do you know that Jesus is our rest? How many of you guys feel like you struggle every day sometimes? Like sometimes it's like, ugh. I mean, seriously, like you wake up every day, you're like, another day, yeah, well, whatever. Come on. Uh-uh, gotta go to school. I'm gonna clean my room, jeez, mom. You're ruining my life. Don't even let me get on social media before 8 a.m. Come on. You, you manage my screen time, I only get like six hours a day. But I wanna watch 12 hours of Netflix. Come on. Come on. The Holy Spirit. Everybody say the Holy Spirit. No, 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 no. I want you to say it with authority in your heart. Say, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is, the is the power of God. Of God. And it lives in me. It lives in me. 
And I have the power of God to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on. Let's like get Jesus a hand play by now. You know, here it says this. It says this. Then by, com- by consistent, uh, constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you. So what happens? What do you have to do to release the nature of Christ? You have to walk by faith. You have to take a faith journey in life. You have to take steps into things that you're unaware of what's on the other side because you're just trusting that God is doing something beyond your ability to do it. So resting, resting place. Oh, sorry, we we'll go back. Christ will be the be will be released deep inside you, and the resting place of His love will become your very source and the root of your life. Say, everybody, say this. Say, Jesus, Jesus. is the root, the, root. The, source the source of my life. Of my life. <laughs> Do you believe that, or are you just being goofy? <laughs> okay, everybody say this. Say, my struggle, my struggle is, an is an illusion of this world. Of this world. But, if my but if my reality is in Christ, is in Christ he, is he is faithful to defeat, to defeat all, of all of my enemies. Even the greatest enemy. Even the greatest enemy. What did I say? Say it to me. Even the greatest in- enemy. Even the greatest enemy. Guess where that one's at? Down there. Nope. Right between your ears. <laughs> your mind, the way you think, the way you function, the way you perceive life, the what you see as your reality, what you see as your truth, what you see that you face on a daily basis, everything that you go through, everything that you, that you process in this thing between your ears called your... Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How many of you guys cannot stop looking at the culture today and allowing it to tell you who you are? How many of you guys are like looking at everything around you and you're like, oh, I got to do that. Oh, I got to be this. Oh, I got to I gotta live up to this expectation. Oh, I got all this pressure on me to, to do this, to be that. I got to go to the best party. I got to get with the best friends. I got to be cool. I got to be popular. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to have the, the, most, the most followers on whatever social media platform I want to follow on. I want to have the greatest streak of all time. I got to have this. I got to have that. Like, like I, cannot, I cannot function unless I have that kind of stuff. The pressures of life. Is that the, is that the, the culture of today? Do not be conformed to the culture of but renew your mind through the washing of the Word. So we can't live for the culture of today. we got to live for the truth of the Word of God for eternity. One, one hand clap. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. You can, you, can live, you can live for today if you want. But I, I promise you it's going to leave you busted and disgusted. Uh, you, that's why I said busted and disgusted. The context is this. I'm busted up and I'm disgusted with my life. Because I am not living for my, the purpose that God's created for me to live in. I'm not living for the truth of God that lives on the inside of me. I'm not living for the power of the Holy Spirit to work in and through my life. I'm not so submitted to God that I'm not, I'm not laying everything down and letting God be God and, and everything else, every, other, every other message a lie. It is not a game. It's the truth. It's eternity. And I want you guys to get there. I want when we go to the, the pearly gates of heaven, I want to look back and I want to see each one of you be like, I'm going right there. I want, to see, I want to see this. I want to see success in your life on a daily basis. That every day and every place you go, you're just representing Jesus because you know the God that you serve. You're not trying to represent anything else besides Him. You're so overwhelmed with His goodness and His mercy. You're not living for yourself. You're not living for self-indulgence. You're living for one. And you're indulging yourself in His Spirit. You're living your life to submit it to God. And you're saying, God, not my will, but Your will. Not my ways, but Your ways. Not my thoughts, but Your thoughts. Amen. You're giving all to Him. Not just one room, not just two rooms. Every, every room in the temple of your house. 
You're letting God be God in your life. James 1, chapter 1, verses 13 through 15. This is, this is all... Yeah. Everybody give me a hand clap. That's good help. <laughs> we love you, Candy Monster. So in James chapter 1, that guy eats so much candy, it's ridiculous. <laughs> no, him. You might be close. Oh, do you too? Okay, we might have to have a candy. I'll see who pukes first. Okay, so in James chapter 1, verses 13 through 15, it says this. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. God does not tempt anyone. Hear this, hear this you, guys. you guys. Everybody, listen up. I want you guys to hear this. But listen up. Every, every, everybody's attention up here. Okay? Hold off on the candy just for a few seconds. Just for a few seconds. You got this. Come on. Self-control. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. Okay. So, so it says this. Here, everybody, listen up. But each person, listen up, don't talk over me. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires that are enticing their heart. So if you're, if you're, if you're not taking notes, I'm, I want you to listen to what I'm saying. Okay? If you're, if you're texting friends, you. <laughs> if you're texting friends, sit on your phone, put it in your pocket. If you're taking notes, that's cool. Do you guys understand that, that what is set up here can actually change your whole life? I don't just put messages together because I think it's fun. Like, I actually believe in what I'm saying. And it's actually how I live my life. It's how I train people to walk with God. To be a disciple of Jesus. It's important. Okay? So just listen to this, this last little bit. Okay? And then you guys can go back to texting in about 30 minutes. Okay? It says this. I know. I know it's hard. I know. I know it's like your hands are shaking. You can't... <laughs> all right all right you guys got this you guys got this i promise okay it says this but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by the own evil desires that are enticing that are enticing in their heart so god doesn't tempt you you're only tempted hey guys have a seat come on you ready all right thank you okay this is just step-by-step -step process. I just want all your attention just for a few more minutes, okay? A few more minutes. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away and they are enticed by their own evil desires in their heart. So what you're tempted by, what you actually go after in temptation is already in here. You can't blame it on anything else. You can't, the devil made me do it. You can't do that, right? You can't blame it on... on you can't blame it on your mom. You can't blame it on your cousin. You can't blame it on your friend. You can't say, my friend made me steal that candy bar. My friend made me do it. No, 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 no. None of that works. Here's the thing. You're only tempted and drug away. It's just, dra it's just dragged. Like, you, like your, your heart is literally dragged away from the purposes of God because of the temptation that's already in there. Do you guys ever notice that struggle when you're looking at something or facing something? You feel like there's like this tension between like doing what you know God wants you to do and that struggle that pulls you back towards it. That's the dragging that I'm talking about, right? So what happens is this. When the temptation arises in your heart, what do we do with that? It says this. The, the, it says the evil desire in, it, it, it entices you. It says this. Then after the, the, the desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to death. So what does that mean? It means this. It means that our sin, the sin in our life, is something that's already in our hearts and enticing us to pull us away from God. God didn't put it there. God's not tempting you. You can't blame anybody else besides yourself and what's going on in here. So what do we have to do? Let's go back to James. Submit yourself to who? And then what happens? The devil is what? Is resisted. Left on red. You got it. Just a Gen Z version. <laughs> so when you submit your heart to God, the devil is resisted. He's left on red. Right? 
And so when you, when you only have a voice for one, the stranger's voice you will not follow. Just like we talked in the beginning about when your parents say your name or you're in public, you, you know their voice. When you get to know your father's voice and the, the, the devil is speaking to you, the enemy, the stranger is speaking to you, you're like, stranger danger. No, get back. Get back. No, I won't get in your van, you creepy guy. Right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop. So, so, when, so it says this. So let me, let me, let me ask you this. When you're tempted, did you sin? No. Temptation is not a sin. Hear it out. Hear it out. We'll, we'll go through it again. Okay. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. Then after conceived, what does that mean? Conceived. You're tempted, then it's bearing a... It's like a seed that goes in your heart. It's conceived in you, right? And then it says this. After it's conceived, it gives birth to sin. So what does that mean? It means this. After you've entertained it, and you've planned it, and you've executed it, that's a sin. But just because you have the thought, guess what? You don't have to do it. Just because you have a temptation doesn't mean you have to do it. Guess what? Everybody says, I don't have to. I don't have to. Sin. Sin. I, here it is. I want you to say this out loud. Say this with your heart. Say, I only sin, I only sin. when I want to. I want to. <gasps> oh, you just took responsibility. <laughs> Look at you all growing up so fast. <laughs> we only fall into sin when we want to do it. So here's the thing. So how do we how do we not how do we not walk in sin? We wake up every day knowing that we're made in the image of God. We wake up every day. I don't wake up trying not to sin. I wake up because I know I'm in I'm in the, the loving arms of Jesus Christ and he gives me the ability to overcome all temptation and all sin and all things that come to my mind. Just because a thought comes doesn't mean it's mine. Because I leave the devil unread. I tell him to shut his mouth, got no place here, leave. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. So how do you overcome this? The Bible says to take every thought, every thought, captive. Who said that? Go ahead, Eden. You got it. Take every thought what? Come on. Say captive. Every thought? Captive. To the mind of Christ. So we take every thought, we captivate it to the mind of Christ, which is the Word of God. So whenever you hear a lie from the enemy, you take that thought captive to the mind of Christ or to the Word of God, and you say, this is who I am. This is my identity in Jesus Christ. This, is, this, this Word that I live my life of because His words transform, this Word brings truth. Jesus said, you'll know my truth, and my truth will what? Set you free. It's setting you free from the lies of the enemy so you can walk out the truth of God. You guys are looking at me like I'm crazy. But I'm telling you, it works. I'm telling you, it works. I used to be so addicted to so many different things. When I started to understand how to walk with God and how to get past my addictions and how to get past my sin temptations and how to get past all these things that come to me on a daily basis, I started to have a win after win after win every day. Why? Because I wake up and I know I'm in the loving arms of Jesus and I don't have to wrestle anything because why? He defeated the enemy on the cross. I don't have to work towards any victory. I actually walk in the victory that Christ provided for me. I don't have to struggle. I don't have to strive. I don't have to make something happen. I just love Jesus. And when temptation comes, I go, that's not mine. That's not mine. Everybody say, that's not mine. It's not. Because what does Satan do? He prowls around like a roaring lion. He's always talking. But I ain't listening. He's always tempting. He's always talking to you in your heart, in your mind, in the temptation of your soul, trying to drag you away, trying to entice you with what's inside your heart. He knows what's in your heart. He knows what you're enticed by. So he's, you, you think that Satan is going to tempt you with something you're not tempted by. Guess what? Satan will never, ever, ever tempt me to eat onions. Because I hate onions. 
He's like, come on, eat this beautiful onion. I'm like, nah, it's nasty. McDonald's probably not. I'm, I'm trying to lose weight. Sauteed onion. All right, all right, all right. So, so, so you're only, so you guys, you're only dragged away by what's, what's in your heart that, that, that God is trying to renew. And he only renews it by your act of submission to him and yielding to his presence and yielding to his spirit and allowing him to change you and transform you. You guys got it? I stand to your feet. Just go ahead and leave this on, Tristan. I don't, I don't want to change the, the music. Father, I thank you so much for your words because your words are powerful. Your word is what spoke the world into existence. Your word is what created mankind. Your word is what shaped and changed us from the inside out. Father, you, you spoke and then it was. I thank you that you are creating a new reality inside of each one of us. Father, we release our hearts to you. We release our spirits to you. That we are, are saved, healed, delivered, made whole, and set free by the blood of the Lamb that was spilt out on the cross for our sins. Father, I thank you that you're a miracle-working God. I thank you for recreating arches and Jen's foot tonight, God. I thank you that you do amazing work every single day, all the time, and you never, ever, ever stop. Because that's who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, hold on. Everybody have a seat. I got some news I need to share with you guys. Okay, so this is this is uh, kind of serious. Okay, um, come down here so I can see you here a little bit. Um, so, about two years ago, God put it deeply on my heart um, that I'm supposed to move to Texas, and I was like, "Nah, man." And so I just kept it like in a closet, back far, far, far away. And um, this last December. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of the backstory so you guys can hear what's going on. This last December, um, a, someone in our family blessed my wife and I with a like $300,000 to buy a house. And so we're like, oh, dang, that's a lot of money. And so then we started praying about it, and I, said, I just asked my wife, if you can move anywhere, where would you go? She, well, she said, well, a year ago, God told me that we're supposed to move to Texas. And I was like, he told me that about two years ago. And I haven't listened to it because I was like, I ain't moving to Texas, right? And now he's telling you that. And when you're married, you got to be in unity. It's very important. It's very important. It's very important. Really important. If you're married, you got to be in unity. It's, it's number one, okay? So when when my wife and I came in unity, this is right around December, this last this last December. Um, we have just been praying, praying and praying and praying and praying because I absolutely love this I don't want to give it up but God is asking us to move okay and so during one of the youth services um, probably like a month or so after Diane and I were talking about this um, Elijah my son comes home that night from the youth service and he goes I don't know why but during the youth service the Holy Spirit told me that we're moving to Texas and my wife and I, had, and I said nothing to him so all of us, independently of each other, heard God tell us this in our hearts. So since December, I've just been like putting out random applications, just kind of like, Lord, if you want us to go, you got to make it make a way. Because I, obviously, it's a huge jump. It's like several states away, in the middle of America, right? And so um, I recently, just last week, got accepted to work for the state of Texas in the child protection services of the state of Texas. So it's, it's, an, amazing, it's an amazing opportunity for us as a family um, and for me and the fact that we, we could actually buy a really amazing house in Texas compared to here. But it's all that aside, all the, the, the details aside, God asked us to do it. And like... Please pray for me, Jen. I just, I just want to express to you guys how much you mean to me. And like, I, I've never taken this position lightly. 
I spend time with Jesus every day because I want to hear from heaven for you guys. I genuinely, from the depths of my soul, want to share God's word with you. I want to, I want to make such an impact on you with the presence of Jesus that forever in a day, your, your whole life, you're like this guy back in the day. Some crazy bearded man talked about Jesus and he helped me fall in love with him and I'll never, ever, ever be the same. But here's the thing. I don't want just my life to do that. I want your lives to do that for other people. I want your lives to impact other people in, the, in a powerful way because the Jesus that lives on the inside of you guys. So I know this is, a, this is crazy news. It's sudden for you guys. Um, I, have, I have two more Wednesdays. I'll be here this following Wednesday and the Wednesday after. So I leave the 28th, which is like, like, this, like the last Thursday of the month. So this weekend, Pastor Dave and I are going to get together. We're going to talk about who's going to come in and, and, and take over youth pastoring. we got a few people in mind that we're looking at to, to do this because you guys are important. We want to take care of you guys. It's very important to us that you guys, you guys are developed in Jesus. It's very important to us that you get truth in you so that you can never depart from Jesus, ever. So any, I know, sorry, I know it's like sudden. I love you guys big time. Do any of you guys have any questions, thoughts? you want to say something? Like the floor is open. I know. <laughs> I've already been talking to your dad all day today. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are moving to Wichita Falls, right? Yes. Which is like an hour from me, I think. Um, anybody? Darnell? <laughs> Already? <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> and when you guys bring literally like a whole gang of folk, I'm like, yes, the Harris kids are here. The room's getting full. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 